Hello everyone and welcome to the True Potential Running Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about plantar fasciitis. So to break the word down, plantar means the sole of your foot, fascia is what encapsulates your muscles, and then itis means inflammation. So plantar fasciitis is one of the most common injuries runners face. Runner's World Magazine actually did a poll a couple years ago and found that about 10% of runners struggle with plantar fasciitis every year. But this is an injury that isn't excluded to just runners. People who walk a lot or stand on their feet for long periods of time are also at an increased risk of developing the injury. So I also work at a running specialty store and about 40% of people that walk through our door that need help have or have had plantar fasciitis. So describing plantar fasciitis can be difficult because it can happen to so many people for so many different reasons, but your plantar fascia is basically a tough web of tissue on the bottom of your foot that supports the structure of your arch. So it attaches at your calcaneus, which is your heel bone, and it runs along your entire foot and splits at your metatarsals, kind of in the ball of your foot, and it connects to the bottom of your toes. So when your foot hits the ground, when you're running or you're walking, your plantar fascia stretches and your arch and your foot start to flatten to help absorb the impact of your foot hitting the ground during the loading phase of your gait cycle. So this repetitive stretching is uh, one thing that increases just the tension, also from the tension from your body weight can cause these small micro tears or inflammation along your plantar fascia. And as the damage accumulates, more and more inflammation is gonna occur. So with that being said, plantar fasciitis is most likely due to just rapidly increasing your training load. So your distance, your frequency, or just your intensity too quickly. So your body can't adapt to the increased work. The pain is typically felt when weight bearing or when you're standing or walking or running and most commonly feels like a dull ache or a bruise along your arch but most of the time it hurts the most closer to your heel or the front of your calcaneus. It's also common for it to hurt the most first thing in the morning for a lot of people and the pain can last for a few weeks all the way up to many many years. So it's best to treat the issue early. One reason plantar fasciitis can take so long to heal is because most of the healing happens at night when the fascia is relaxed and you're finally off your feet. But once you wake up and you get out of bed and put weight on your foot, it stretches out and eight hours worth of healing is basically undone instantly. So that's why it's so common for podiatrists to have their patients dealing with plantar fasciitis wear a night splint while they sleep. Um, Another useful device that you can purchase is um, called the Strasbourg sock and you wear it while you sleep. It looks like a long compression sock that goes up to your knee and at the top is a strap that connects to your toes. So this strap, it pulls your toes up and keeps them from stretching all night and holds your plantar fascia in a more ideal or optimum position to help it heal. So since it stretches your plantar fascia all night while you sleep, all that healing, it isn't erased the first thing in the morning when you get out of bed. 
It's not the most comfortable thing to sleep in, but having plantar fasciitis bothering you all day, every day for years isn't comfortable either. So wearing the Strasburg sock at night is a huge piece to the recovery puzzle, but after you wake up every morning, before you get out of bed, take the Strasburg sock off and stretch the bottom of your foot with your hand. So you can just sit at the edge of your bed, cross the leg with the bad foot over your other leg so your ankle is on your knee. Then grab the end of your toes and just slowly pull your toes toward your shin and hold it for 10 seconds at a time and then relax. Repeat that five to 10 times before getting out of bed. And then after that, I would also recommend you just walk straight to the bathtub. Fill it up with a couple inches with as warm of water as you can tolerate, and then stick your feet in the water for five to 10 minutes before starting your day. That heat will warm and loosen everything up and make your uh, day just so much more manageable. So throughout the day also, just take breaks to stretch your plantar fascia uh, the same way you did before getting out of bed, or roll your foot out on a small ball for a quick massage to just keep it from getting overly tight. And then of course, during all this time, if the pain is severe enough, you might have to stop running completely. It's important to never run past moderate discomfort and don't do speed work during this time either because that could just accumulate more damage and make you be one of the people who it takes years to recover from. So if you have to take time off from running, try to do some cross training um, that doesn't bother your foot, like cycling, aqua jogging, swimming laps, or just getting on an elliptical just to help keep your cardio up. Some research has also shown that having tight hip flexors or weak core muscles or lower back pain could possibly contribute to um, plantar fasciitis because uh, back issues and core weakness can lead to just small changes in your stride, and that could potentially just harm your feet. Also, keeping your calves stretched out um, by doing just simple calf stretching, um, you know, leaning up against a wall and digging one heel into the ground that needs to be stretched. Doing that a couple times a day just to help keep your calf loose can really help uh, keep your plantar fascia staying loose as well. So if you have a foam roller as well, I would highly recommend rolling out your calves at least uh, once per day just to help keep them loose. And as I mentioned, plantar fasciitis, it's most likely an overuse injury, but it can also be caused from constantly running or walking on hard surfaces or from wearing the wrong footwear. Now, podiatrists and physical therapists will often recommend a more supportive running shoe with the thought that they will reduce pronation, which is widely believed to contribute to plantar fasciitis but there's actually very little scientific evidence that overpronation actually contributes to plantar fasciitis. So at the running specialty store I work at, many customers come in with a note from their doctor to get a supportive or motion control shoe uh, that you know they then get upset with just because the shoe doesn't cure their plantar fasciitis. So they expect you know, this shoe to just kind of work miracles. And, you know, the doctors prescribe these shoes as if they're a medical device and have had medical testing and stuff like that. But nothing has happened like that with running shoes. 
So running shoes, they receive just this disproportionate amount of blame for causing plantar fasciitis. But people will often neglect the idea that the shoes they're wearing for the other 16 hours of the day are, you know, they're more than likely the reason that their uh, new running shoe isn't helping. So they don't acknowledge that it could be their high heels or their dress shoes they wear for 10 hours out of the day that's causing the plantar fasciitis to get worse. Um, but instead, you know, they blame the running shoe that they're only wearing for one hour out of the day. Um, my point is, it matters what you do the other 23 hours, hours of the day when you're not running and not only the one hour you are running. But getting back to shoes real quick, since pronation isn't correlated with plantar fasciitis, don't limit yourself to only getting a supportive or motion control shoe. Find a shoe that's the most comfortable for you. If that's a more stable shoe, you know, with maybe an orthotic insole, so be it. But don't be, um, you know, so tunnel vision on a supportive shoe. Be open-minded in your search for shoes. And as tempting as it may be, don't Google best running shoe for plantar fasciitis or something like that because you're going to find many blogs um, just listing shoes to help plantar fasciitis, but none have any scientific research backing them up and are only opinion-based. Um, one person may get a lot of relief from a, for example, a Hoka or a Brooks, but then the next person could get increased pain from that same Hoka or Brooks running shoe. So some other things that help some people, but not everyone, is to wear sandals with arch support. Um, very popular brand is Ufos. You can also wear compression socks to help with blood, blood flow and then ice, but applying heat uh, rather than icing makes much more sense to me. But like I said, you have to do what works for you. If you do all these things and things don't get better after a couple months, I highly recommend making an appointment with a podiatrist and consider getting a cortisone shot, although it also doesn't help everyone. My personal biggest piece of advice is to, uh, to help get rid of plantar fasciitis is to wear something while you sleep, like the Strasburg sock. Also, to rest, just take time, let it recover. And lastly, do some strengthening exercises like heel drops, resisted toe workouts, or foot doming. But you'll have to kind of look up videos on what foot doming is because it's a little difficult to explain. But anyway, you guys, thank you all so much for listening in today. If you have any questions or are looking to step up your running game, check out our website, truepotentialrunning.com, and look at our one-on-one -on -one private run coach options or our training plans just to help you get ready for your next go race. Have a great day, everyone.